Hey everyone, Frisbee here. This week's Pool Party Radio is a tribute to our friend, Jenny Mack. In the early 2000s, Jane Parker created Pool Party Magazine, a zine for our hometown of Dayton, Ohio, and it focused on the punk scene, alternative and any music that was going on there. Their impact on each other was profound. They got matching tattoos of the Pool Party Magazine Drowning Guy logo, which has since become the artwork of this very podcast. Jenny Mack introduced me to Parker when they were roommates, and I joined in writing a few things for the zine. Parker's other friend, Jono, and I would then meet up to start the college radio show Pool Party Radio on WWSU. It was kind of a primordial version of this show. Therefore, Jenny Mack is the reason that this show exists. I was always thrilled to see her because I knew she would be friendly, honest, and really funny. And she and Parker were best friends. Back then, I was stunned to learn that they had only known each other for a few years, of uh, being co-workers and roommates, because they shared this familiarity like they'd known each other since they were kids. Uh, I go on about how they connected, but you can read about it in Parker's Vesalia Times Delta article titled Remembering a Friend. So, some seven years after the start of Pool Party Magazine and six years after the original run of PPR, Jenny Mack and Jono joined Parker and me to do what we loved to do back in the day, which was talk shit about others and make each other laugh. So, from the Pool Party Radio archive, here's episode 26, recorded in September of 2011, presented in honor and memory of Jenny Mack. She was the best. Bro, what's up? Right on. Hey, dude, guess what tonight? What? Pool party, my house. Welcome to Pool Party Radio. This is the podcast where we talk about stuff, junk, and uh, all kinds of mess. I'm Parker. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Jason Frisbee. Hello. This week we're going to be doing something different. We'll, we'll get to that in a second, but uh, I just wanted to mention up front that you can check us out on the iTunes. Uh, search for Pool Party Radio or go to poolpartyradio.com, and uh, we got links there. And uh, email us, poolpartyradio.com at gmail.com if you want. Frisbee will read it. We've also got a Facebook, facebook.com slash poolpartyradio. Also this week, we have exciting news. Uh, we're part of the Red Band Network now. Uh, it's a network of podcasts that are all totally awesome. Uh, and Well, I, sh- I shouldn't say all totally awesome. I-, I haven't listened to a couple of them. Maybe those ones suck. I doubt it. But a full disclosure, I didn't want to lie. So, uh, Red Band Network, you can check it out at redbandnetwork.com. Uh, it's fronted by a dude named Jesse P.S., who does a show called Pot Awful, which is very fun. I've been listening to it lately, and that guy has all sorts of troubles. He's either almost dying, or getting broke up with his girlfriend, or getting fired from his job. It's a comedy of errors, and it's a really cool podcast, so check it out. I, uh, would introduce you, Jason Frisbee, to Jesse P.S., as you're part of the network, too. But, like, did you ever see that movie Blow, where Johnny Depp didn't want to introduce Pee Wee Herman? to his other partner, like he had the two partners, like he had his Southern California partner and his South American partner, he didn't want to introduce the two. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then when he finally introduced the two, they cut him out of the business. They stole his life and they stole his money and his wife. I'm afraid of that happening, so I'm going to have to keep you two separate. (laughs) That's a legitimate concern. I would totally do that, and I think I've already started because we are now Twitter buddies. I'm following him and he's following me. Yeah, I'm living on that. I'm living on borrowed time here. Enjoy your last podcast, Parker. <laughs> all downhill from here. Next week, next week, this show will be host Jason Frisbee with co-host Jesse P.S. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this week's show, like I said, is going to be a little bit different. We're not doing the lightning round. We're not doing all that stuff that we normally do, The what we learned this week. Instead, we have uh, our friends Jono, who was on episode number three. Uh, hey, what's going on, guys? There's that Jono. And we got Jenny Mack, who has never been on any episodes. What's going on, Jenny Mack? Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say right now. Understandable. Jono, like I said... I'm just ready a... to start making fun of people. We're going to make fun of a lot of people. Jono, like I said, he was on episode three. 
If you didn't catch that one, don't worry about it. As back when we weren't good yet. So no, don't <laughs> don't feel any need to go back. Don't go don't go to the archives for that one. It's okay. Yes, <laughs> go back to like episode six at the earliest. The, those other ones for practice. Seeing as to how this is our six month anniversary, that's why we're doing okay. stuff different. We pulled together this Justice League of heroes who have had to deal with the worst possible human, the uh, Lex Luthor, the Joker of humanity, and uh, that person is an old roommate of ours. Not Frisbee's, but Frisbee knew him intimately. Uh, possibly not as intimately as I, as the word intimately would have Seductively suggested, no, no. <laughs> but uh, this is a human being, his name is Chase, that we've all run into, and uh, I figured we could all tell stories about him, reminisce on how he's uh, a pretty awful dude, and uh, just a corny goofball. <laughs> a corny, smelly goofball. Gross, stinky nerd. <laughs> a stinky weasel. Yeah. You're a super gross, wormy <laughs> so, yeah, so I figured we could go uh, as chronologically as we remember, because none of us have seen this guy for a while, and most of these stories take place uh, a few years ago. So as chronologically as we can remember, uh, we're going to tell stories about this guy and whatever else side stories we get into, rants and things like that. Yeah, would you like to start us off, Mr. Frisbee, as you knew this kid first and our uh, your patient zero, as it were? Oh, thanks. That's a very heartening term to use, considering <laughs> the aftermath, but... Yeah, my earliest memory of Chase goes back to sophomore year of high school um, back in Ohio. I remember the first interaction I had with him was actually giving him a ride back home. And keep in mind, his home was only like two blocks away. But <laughs> this started the foundation of a, uh, of a friendship or basically a relationship that was built around me chauffeuring him places that he could easily walk to. Uh, and it was all for show, too. Yeah, like we just drove by, and the entire purpose, it seemed like, was so he could just wave and yell out the window to another friend of his on his way to his dad's place. And that was it. Like, oh, yeah, just getting a ride. Yep, all right, man, see ya. All right. Because it makes you look cooler if you're in a car. And when you need to look cooler... That's the only thing that can help. Um, that yeah, was my maybe first... he just started smoking earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, Jenny, you actually had we were talking before the show, and you had met him around this time too, right? Yeah, um, we both went to uh, CTC. I was a year older than him. Um, yeah. CTC is a uh, career tech school, you know, a vocational school, whatever, and. I met him in my senior year, his junior year, and I, I'm i trying to remember exactly how it went, but basically, like, I dated one of his friends, that's how I met him, right. and then and then I dated him, and I don't know what it was about him, he was, like, they were all in this computer tech class, so they're all, like, nerdy guys, and I dated, like, three of them, they're all friends, it was really weird. But, you know, they kind of just passed me around the class, as they like to say. Um, but when I dated Chase, like, he would wear, like, those fishnet shirts, like, underneath his shirts. <laughs> Do you remember when those were, like, kind of cool? But then he would wear, like, Abercrombie shirts over top of them. Because, like, <laughs> I don't understand it. But, uh, yeah. It's like a yeah, Matrix he, sort of bro look. I'm not sure. What that <laughs> right, right. Um, I used to work at uh, I used to work at Frisch's, um, and him and do you remember Jake Texter? Um, no, no. Well, he uh, he would get, Chase would get rides from him to come through the drive-through at my work and basically like just harass me, you know, like. Just try to get free shit for me, and it sometimes worked. I mean, when I worked at Taco Bell, I gave, like, everything away for free, and that's why I got fired, so I kind of stopped doing that at my next job. Yeah, that's but, how me me and uh, this kid we used to know, Levis, that's how we survived, like, an entire summer. Just coming in and be like, hey, we need about 30 tacos, Jenny Mac. Let's hook <laughs> those up. Let's get this going. But, yeah, that's, that's how I know Chase. I met him in high school, and, um, and then, oh, after high school... I, w I went to hang out with him one day, and mm -hmm. that's how I met David, which I was with David for three years, and, and you know, that's how I met David, was through Chase, and, and um, 
David's how I met you, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I was in my last year, uh, I was still going to public. I was at Vandalia, and I had heard like that Chase had gone to CTC, and I just kind of, you know, did my own thing at Vandalia Butler. Um, but then towards the end of that year, in my senior year, that's when I met up with people like uh, Colby. David was there, right? Senior at Vandalia Butler. Uh, he graduated in 01. 01, so okay. Same year I graduated, so. Okay, then that's how I met him. It was uh, Colby. You remember Dan, right? Big fat smelly Dan. That's the one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, and I See, just remember after after Colby and Chase and all you guys moved out, that's who moved in. I remember one day. I know I haven't even got to the Chase part yet. I remember one day I showed up at the house looking for you, Jenny, and Dan was there. Oh my god, that shit looked like hostile in that motherfucker. It was so demented in there. <laughs> like, the yeah, man. It was just like all these cats spilled out. They just like ran out to like freedom, sweet freedom. And, they out. <laughs> and then there was like pizza boxes and like computer parts everywhere and the place stunk. Yeah, yeah. That was that was when I wasn't there that much. Like I didn't really like, you know, I I didn't let shit get like that when you guys were there. You know that like yeah. I always clean shit up, but I just kind of stopped caring because I was like, I'm not gonna be everybody's mom. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of cleaning up after you and providing a place for you to live and you just eating all my food and just being a disgusting slob and never fucking showering. Well, we're jumping ahead of ourselves here with that never showering. Oh, we gotta, <laughs> yeah, we gotta build up to this because it's. Build. Hey, do you want me? Do you want me? To, uh, I'll uh, tell everybody how Chase got moved into the house. Okay. That, yeah, I good. mean, I would actually like some light on that because I did. I, I just showed up one day and the motherfucker was there. <laughs> so skipping ahead a little, where me, Jenny Mac, who I've known since high school, John Osens, I've known since we were like embryos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all living in this house. We live in this house is like downtown Dayton. Well, not downtown, but close enough to people who don't live in Dayton to care. Right. So we're living in this house. It's There's three bedrooms, two bedrooms that are like the size of a closet, one big bedroom that Jenny and her boyfriend David were living in, and then that Colby kid lived in one of these closet bedrooms. I lived in a closet bedroom, and Jono lived on the couch in one of the living rooms. Yeah, and then so Colby, being the mensch that he is, brought uh, Chase into our lives. <laughs> yeah, well, well, this is how it happened. Like, I'm sitting there. I think Jono wasn't there at the time. But, yeah, uh, back from the strip club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you were DJing. Yeah, so, uh, like, me and Jenny Mac, I don't know if Jenny Mac was there, but I'm there. Colby and David go to pick up Chase. They're like, hey, you know, my bro's coming in from out of town. You know, he might spend the night, maybe spend the weekend or something like this. Uh, that's what he told me and Jenny Mac. Um, you know, they go and get him. Dude rolls in with this huge air mattress, like you said. He just, before he even says anything to me, uh, he just plops down the air mattress, just throws it down on the ground. He, it lands on top of, like you said, like plates of food. It lands on top of DVDs, PlayStation controllers. He just puts it there, and that's where it stays forever. <laughs> and then it's about that time that I realized, this motherfucker lives here now. What are right. we going to do about this? <laughs> he just moved in. <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, as we've said, like, this is not a very big house. There's three bedrooms, five people living in here. We're already packed as it gets, and and now this motherfucker's in here. And uh, the guy looks, you know, my first impression of him is that he just looks weaselly. He's the kind of guy that if he stole, if he was in a movie and he stole weed from Harold and Kumar, like, you would be like, yeah, that's reasonable. That's the way that guy looks. He's a real, real weaselly bastard uh, that he would steal from our heroes. The only thing that, like, really comes to mind for that day when I came back, I think I had, like, I was trying to, like, hang out with some girl that worked at the strip club, and I brought her back to the house, like, even I though I was, like, the story. guy. This yeah, yeah, like, story. even though I was, like, the dude on the freaking couch, I still got this girl to come back with me. I was like, this shit's a motherfucking miracle. And, like, all I remember is, like, the mattress being out, me having, like, a short combo with all you guys, like, oh, so this is the shit? Well, uh, damn, totally fucking puts off my plans of, you know, trying to do anything with this woman in this tiny ass space. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then him proceeding to cock block me forever. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I actually wanted to get into some of this cock blocking. It's not about Chase. The story is about David. But this is the ultimate best cock blocking. Uh, and I tell this story all the time because it's anytime anybody talks about cock blocking, I'm like, man, I got a story for you. Pajano comes home one night uh, with a stripper. This is after, you know, drinking at the strip club. Strip club's closed up. Jono's a DJ there. He comes home with the stripper. And, uh, you know, they're sitting on the couch. They're making out and stuff like this. I'm upstairs. I'm hearing about this afterwards. But uh, then David who's supposed to be up for work at like 6 in the morning or something, comes down. It's like 3 in the morning. He's like, man, I can't sleep. I'm just going to play video games right here sitting next to the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> it was, David. It wasn't Jay. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, okay. That was so... Oh, Lordy B. I'm so pissed <laughs> off about that shit. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Satan. <laughs> I can't even kiss a woman... This dude fucking want to end on my action. It was so terrible. <laughs> I mean, she was cute, too. Ah, what a jerk. <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay, he moves, he moves his futon mattress in, and it wasn't an air mattress. It was a futon mattress, and that's why it crushed everything. It wasn't a whole futon, though. It wasn't, like, the frame. He just had the mattress. And so it was, like, heavy and everything. And... I think we eventually was like, okay, you're going to go take the basement. Well, our basement was unfinished, and it was like a shithole. He wanted it, though. So I was like, all right, go move down in the basement. We finally got that shit down there. Oh, yeah, shit and... was like hostile. <laughs> yeah, Everything was like hostile today. <laughs> was, this like... pizza looks like hostile. <laughs> get the fuck away from me. Yeah, so we get him downstairs, and the way that everything was supposed to be was, okay, you know, everybody divided up the rent and the utilities. Everybody paid equal utilities, and, you know, everybody that had bedrooms paid a certain amount for rent, and then I had Jono paid $50 for couch rent, and then since Chase was taking the basement, it was supposed to be $75 for basement rent just because he had privacy, whereas Jono did not. And when we got all this all set up to where everything was supposed to be paid a certain way, and then the time came for the bills to be due, I would go and tell everybody, okay, this is how much you owe this month because, you know, I took care of all that. Everything was in my name, whatever. And Chase never paid me. So I didn't go back around to everybody like, okay, you got to pay this much more. I ended up having to pay it. So basically, I paid for him to live there. And that's what made me even more angry with him was that I had to pay for him to live there when I didn't even like him. I didn't want him there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't even like him. And what was he saying to you? Like, when you would ask him for the rent, would he just, like, be like, oh, I'll get it later? Or did he just, like, yeah, laugh at you? Yeah, it was kind of like, I'm going to get a job and all that. Do you remember when he got that job at that computer place and, like, worked there? And that's what he meant, Chaz. You remember Chaz? Oh, <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. oh God. Let's just put on Chaz. another crazy guy. Yeah, I remember not having my Surf Punks, my OOP Surf Punk CDs because of that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, Ooh. my goodness. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, about that job. Uh, what what was it like? Uh, Circuit City or something? Yeah, it was Circuit. Was it Circuit City? It was Circuit City because he met Chaz at Circuit City. Or was it? Okay. It was Chaz of Circuit City, not Chaz of Comp USA. Right? Yeah, it was Comp USA. So yes, yeah, so this motherfucker worked at Comp USA for about three days and quit. But every day, uh, he would put on his Comp USA shirt and go outside, and then wait for Jenny Mac to leave, and then he would come back. That way, <laughs> Jenny Mac would think that he was at work. And this yeah, went on and I, for weeks and weeks. It was completely discerning to me because around this time, like, I would still just, I was taking college classes, and you'd call to hang out, usually just get a cup of coffee or some bullshit, and I would go and pick him up, and he'd be wearing the fucking CompUSA shirt. I was like, oh, are you going to work today? He's like, oh, nah. And I didn't know why. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, all right, that's... A totally reasonable answer. Let's go. Well, because he would wear clothes and like wear them for months on end and never shower. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had like, one outfit. Aside from this CompUSA shirt, he had the one outfit. Yeah, just the one. I never remember that motherfucker changing clothes the entire time he was there. He had the one get up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he had like a real scratchy and, uh, 70s jacket, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like and, the... I can get into the how he never took showers ever. Ever. In yeah. Three or four months of staying there, not once did I anyone in that house see him take a shower. 
Nope. Yeah. Nope. Never saw that motherfucker shower. Never saw that nigga bathe. And, and four. <laughs> <laughs> and four months of living there, not one shower. In fact, uh, we got this Christian movie in the mail for some reason. I guess it just went to everybody on the block. It was called yeah, but- No More Baths. It was divine intervention. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we left that on his bed one day just to give him the hint. He didn't take the hint. Didn't take In fact, I think a... we tried to leave a lot of stuff laying around to like hint, like, dude, you smell, take a shower, something, you know. Or like even with contributing with the household chores, like I remember hearing from him about how he was so surprised to find a bag of dirty dishes. That he was supposed to do on his we fucking truth. We got to back up. We got to back up. We got to set that one off right. I thought I was putting together like a fucking like a noir on that motherfucker. I was so stoked on that shit. We came up with that idea. Yeah, because we're like, man, this guy won't do the fucking dishes, dude. Let's, you know, we got to do something. Right. We tried for how like probably at least like a week or two to get him to do the dishes and the dishes were just piling up and getting ridiculous and it all took turns. And everybody did their turn and then when it came to his turn he didn't do it. So his punishment was we're gonna put the dishes on your bed, asshole. <laughs> and we took all these like right out of the water. You know what I'm saying? Like they had just been soaking and the yeah. fucking sinks were overfull, people. And this is like two weeks of dishes, so I mean it's gross. Like there's caked on stuff. It was disgusting. And we just spread the shit out all over his bed. I was like, this motherfucker, this has got to be the breaking point. Because this dude (laughs) was just so like, eh, you know, whatever about everything. I was like, damn, this is. Yeah, I was like, this has got to be the one. And then there was like, there was just like this grace moment, just like coup de gras. Where I was like, yeah. And this girl came back. Y'all remember that shit? <laughs> yeah, he had, he had a girl Wait. with him. I think it was, it was Heather. Yeah, that was uh, that was my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, we yeah that was that was messed up. I, I remember hearing about that from her. This was only three days after the two of us had broken up. And um, I guess she had dated Chase like when they were... When she was yeah, like he, I remember hearing about her like that was his like high school love. I remember hearing about her when I dated him. So like you know, if you're talking to your current girlfriend about your ex girlfriend, she's got to be like pretty important in your life. So you know, he was really into her, and you know, throughout high school they had dated a few times or whatever, and in the dramatic. The reconciliation After. is having to move the plates off the bed. <laughs> right, like he goes down and he's got this girl with him, and there's fucking nasty, dirty dishes everywhere. <laughs> I know. And then they were down there for like, my bad, man. I'm so sorry, Jason. I didn't. I kind of remember you telling me. Actually, I think Chase had told me. Actually, Which I don't even, have... Yeah, that's even better. He's like, hey, guess who I'm with? It's yeah. the girl that Jason just broke up with three days ago. <laughs> I was like, well, is it better for him? At least he's moving on, moving up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anything, if anything, if I was that girl, that old boy took me down in a hostel basement. <laughs> <laughs> I love y'all, this. I love you, John. Y'all just kick on this, and Y'all kick on this light. And there's, yeah, like you said, there's this hot mess standing in front of me. At least it would have been like, well, um... When I came in, there was like five other single guys all sitting up there. I should go look those <laughs> Let's just go socialize for a little bit. Like, yeah. hey, one of y'all got a bedroom? Now, was that the only person he was that the only girl he brought back? No, um, that I care to remember only because my entire plan had been thwarted. I had yeah, like, yeah. I remember pushing that shit on on Colby. You know, I'm being like, we got to do this shit. This is how it's going down. We're putting these dishes on his bed and him trying to, like, <laughs> fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, warn him ahead of time that the shit yeah, yeah. and all this shit. I remember that going down. Before we continue this story, we got to take a quick break, a quick fake break, and then we'll be right back on a pool party radio. Part of the Red Band Network. Redbandnetwork.com. Okay, we're back on Pool Party. Uh, if you remember from about 30 seconds ago, uh, we're talking about this dude Chase. He brought a girl back to the house. Uh, we put dishes, dirty dishes all over his bed and all of this. And uh, Jono was about to tell us tell us more about this. Yeah, man, there was like this whole thing going down up until that I was so pissed because it was like this fight 
where it was like me and you and Jenny, y'all remember this? Trying to fight fucking David and Colby about putting these fucking dishes on this motherfucker's bed. <laughs> the entire time, I thought they were going to give it away, you know? And like, as soon as he hit the door, then the girl came in. I was like, this is it. This is right. the one. <laughs> and then he uh, was like, I guess he just sat down there and watched, like, Battle Royal, which, once again, like, um... Same deal. That would have been my sign to not um, hang out and <laughs> yeah. private place with this person. Like, here I am, hostile basement, watching Battle <laughs> Royal with this stinky geek. Yeah. <laughs> or, he, or she could have gone upstairs to be with you, Jono, and watch Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Right. Which, which I would say. Yeah, like, Parker would have been there. Pizza would have been like a mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great thing. I'm saying it's actually really cool. I would have done that if I were a lady. Uh, yeah, so I want to go back to this hostile basement. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've done this basement uh, enough of a... I think we've done it a disservice in not yeah, explaining it, it properly. Like, this is not a regular basement. Like people It's not a it. furnished basement. Definitely not wood paneling or... Uh, no, it was like the um, cinder block looking, you know, like it was... It looked like somebody had just you know, throwing it together and forgot about it. And, oh, there was a bunch of old crap from the previous tenants that were still down there, like, and it was all waterlogged because, you know, the window was kind of broken, so every time it rained, there would be, like, a puddle at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. And, like, and it was just, it was bad. Oh, and the neighborhood cats could get in because under the porch, (laughs) do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like, cat pee all over his bed or something like that, and that's how we figured out the neighborhood cats were getting in there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's smelling real bad. But yeah, so like I mean, like the basement itself looked like the basement from like Evil Dead 2. Like it was like real rickety. Looked like it had been made like in the 1870s. Like, yeah, the whole right. thing was only about like five feet tall. So you had to like bend down when you were in there. You know, there like you said, like there was a bunch of crap from the old people that the old people who lived there left in the corner. Like it was like baby dolls and tricycles and all creepy stuff. There was uh, <laughs> a dirt floor, uh, just horrible and hideous and gross and. That that's where that guy felt most comfortable. And yeah, yeah. it's not weird. So going back to the dishes and stuff, um, like we were all waiting. Like you know, as we said, David and Colby were kind of like trying to protect Chase, and we were like, oh, we got to put these dishes down there. And those guys were like, no, that's not cool, you know, uh, <laughs> which is absurd to me. And uh, so you know, we were upstairs like playing video games or watching Breaking Two or whatever it was. Like after. Chase comes in and he's like, hey, we're going downstairs to watch, uh, you know, the Serbian film together because I'm a creep. <laughs> and, uh, and it's been released, but yeah, basically <laughs> the Serbian film of that time. Yeah. 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 So he's down there and we think it's going to take 15 seconds for him because, I mean, the whole time, like, we're making fun of him, man. We're telling him to take a shower. We're telling him we don't want you to live here. We're telling him to get a job. We're telling him, fuck you. And uh, all this stuff for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so. And and his reaction to all this is just like, hey, man, it's cool, whatever, you know, I listen to Kerouac, I'm in the moment, uh, I'm pretentious, I put Soren Kierkegaard quotes on my Facebook, I'm a douche, and uh, so that's, that's a long string introduction. <laughs> that's how he introduces himself to people. That's why the interviews so, always go so bad, yeah. So yeah, so we're thinking that putting week old... Uh, Dishes on his bed, you know, with the dishwater coming off of him, the gross. It was a whole, it was the whole kitten caboodle. We just took it all down there. Yeah, so all this gross stuff. We're thinking it's going to take 15 seconds for him to go down there, look at this stuff, uh, and be like, "What the fuck, right?" Yeah, and be like, "What the fuck?" Like we think this is going to be the breaking point where he storms up and he's like, "You motherfuckers!" <laughs> uh, you know, and especially in front of a girl, like you kind of have to, right? You know, yeah, you got to man up. You got to man up. <laughs> you got to man up in front of this girl, but instead. Uh, he goes down there, and we don't hear nothing from him, and then later on he, like, gets up, you know, like, a couple hours later after the movie, they they come back up, and they leave. He doesn't say nothing, we're just sitting there like, what's he gonna say? Nothing happens, they leave, and then we go down there to see what happened, to see if he just left them on the bed or whatever, and we re- it's revealed that he just scooted them off into a corner. And I don't <laughs> think any of those dishes were ever seen again. It was next to the baby dolls. I, I mean, think, how do you but... explain that to the girl, though? You know, like, how do you explain, like... Oh, hey, look, there's a bunch of nasty dishes. Um, hold on, hold on just one second. Let me just slide this off. Oh, okay, now we can lay down. Let's watch this movie. Like, yeah. 
how do you just avoid that conversation? Like, wouldn't she be like, dude, what is up with the dishes? Yeah. Like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he was down there, like, weaving a tail. I think he was telling that girl some shit. I think he was oh, down yeah, there and he yeah. was like, oh, I'm compensating for, like, overeating. I'm hiding these dishes down here. Please don't <laughs> tell on me. <laughs> but he just, like, ignored it. He was so, like, nonchalant about everything. Hey, do you guys remember? Okay, remember how we had, like, walk in the front room, and it's, like, the couch and the TV and everything. And then in the second room was, like, all the computers. And we, everybody had the computers land together so you guys could all play, like, your internet games or whatever the fuck, your yeah, World of yeah. Warcraft bullshit um, that was then that was but continue <laughs> yeah do you remember do you remember parker's at the time girlfriend had gotten him a kitten do you remember yeah, where i'm yeah. going with this i know exactly where you're going with this i was going to bring it up too but you can tell this story <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> this cute little white cat it's so skinny and it gets up on chase while he's you know playing his game and for whatever reason, this cat associates Chase with litter box because, you know, he smells or something. But oh <laughs> this cat God. just straight pisses on him. <laughs> and he, you know what? He doesn't even move. He picks the cat up and just, like, sits it down and goes, ugh. And he just goes back to typing on the computer. Mm-hmm. He did not take a shower. He did not wash his clothes. He did not do anything. My mom just said, he did not clean himself up. <laughs> Like, no, Mom, he's disgusting. That's why we're talking about him. <laughs> wow, animal. Yeah, man, he's pretty crazy. This is a story, not so much about his grossness, but about his... Uh, th- this may not be of interest to anybody but me, perhaps, but this is what made me hate Chase the most out of anything. At the time when we were living here... Uh, or Actually, this might have been a little bit later, when he was like still kind of around, but I, I was writing at the... Uh, at this Dayton City paper that goes on in Dayton. It's like the alternative paper there. And I was writing there for like two years. And, uh, you know, like I wrote like three stories a week there. Like I was, you know, uh, doing all this stuff for like local music and all this. And uh, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, I wrote one story about a coffee shop opening in your paper. Looks like I'm a professional writer now too. And I was like so mad because I was like so broke all the time from writing these <laughs> shitty stories and like I was working my ass off and writing all these stories about shitty bands for so long and for him to, to have these notions that he was a professional writer made me very upset and uh, I knew well, then that I, I wanted him to die <laughs> well here's the thing about the city paper job I actually remember going with him to see it was Burning Brides we went to go see Burning Brides in Cincinnati and he actually did a write up for them for the city paper, something like that. Like we actually hung out with this group. I don't remember what it was. It was like two guys and a girl, female bassist, lead guitarist, drummer, and anyway, um, he ended up doing an interview with these guys. We went to a Gold Star Chili, and we sat with them for a while. But the thing is, I don't remember this actually being published. So I don't know if he was just saying like, you know, I've got this actual assignment, or if he just wanted to ride down to see this band talk to them afterwards and pretend that he was actually writing something that you know didn't even <laughs> exist because i have not probably seen... that one yeah probably, probably the last one probably yeah. be yeah hey at least you got to hang out with the burning bride so that's pretty cool no it's not it's really not because <laughs> <laughs> we're assholes well at least you that... went to go start chili <laughs> thank you always the bright side yeah Always, always. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you ended up doing uh, quite a bit more for the city paper, right? Yeah, yeah, I was there forever. Yeah, I, dude, I, you, did, you did a fuck ton for them. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, man, it was like 100 stories or something in the two years it was, something like that. I interviewed Tucker Max, which was very exciting for me. Yeah, I don't even think they could keep one writer for 100 stories, dude. Well, I was going to say, yeah, that's the thing, is that most people, they go there and they write a couple of stories and then they don't get paid and then they get mad and they don't do it anymore. But I didn't care about that. They were like, eh, if you write a story, we'll pay you in six months. And I was like, man, you got yourself a goddamn deal. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make my stupid jokes and talk about my latex brain. That's We're good. We're good here. <laughs> I, I guess I should do my, my chase one now because everybody did their chases. Do you guys you remember this? You remember this? We had... Oh, all of us, we have an obsession with uh, a series of games. But before, um, it was called um, SmackDown vs. Raw. I think, was it one of the SmackDown vs. Raws? I think they started 
when we were at the house. I think it was one of it the had first. to have. Yeah, like two thousand two, two thousand one. I think we were playing like oh six or oh seven or something like that at the house. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember like we all piled in because like Jenny was saying earlier, it was like this whole second room of our house was like dedicated to gaming. It was, <laughs> it was terrifying. But um, <laughs> it was yeah. so gross. Those dudes wouldn't get up from those computers ever. Ever. And like you had to like walk over cords. It was like it was like Indiana Jones. Like you had to like get through all the cords and shit. And... It was so gross. Yeah. It was so insane. But yeah, I remember us all sitting in the living room one day, and because they always like group gaming, you know, just like massive gaming things. So yeah, like um yeah, we were playing yeah the SmackDown vs Raw 2006 or whatever it was, and I remember you sitting next, like being sat next to Chase for some reason, <laughs> like when we all like went to go in the living room to play SmackDown. And I'm trying to remember how you put it. You were like, you know, existentialism doesn't mean not taking a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember we always used to, like, all of us would joke about how we were going to try and get him to get in the shower. We were, like, going to lower him up the stairs to the bathroom and, like, just throw him in or something. We had a plan to wet hot American summer him. (laughs) I was going to say. Yeah, we were going to do that, but then we realized that nobody wanted to touch him because his clothes were all covered in, like, cat poop and stuff, so. Yeah. Touching him would have been gross. And then we would have had to shower, too. A million I, times. How can, how can your life be, like, the smelly kid from camp forever? How is it possible? Yeah, but I, seriously, like, I don't understand that mentality. Like, the whole, uh, you know, I, uh, what's his face? Kerouac. He walked across uh, Kentucky, so he never took a shower, so I don't have to either. That shit was See, in, like, the 40s, motherfucker. They didn't th- have showers. Here's the thing <laughs> about Kerouac, and this was, like, one of the reasons that I started hanging out with Chase is, you know, like, any suburbanite, uh, disenfranchised youth in America, I read uh, on the road, and I was affected by it. I liked it a lot. Um the entire Beat Generation thing, and I went and explored more books. When I met Chase, I was carrying one of the books with me because I was pretentious at the time, and <laughs> and he remarked on it and was like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to read that. And I think I let him borrow my copy or whatever I was reading, and we started talking about On the Road, and he started to read it. And here's the thing. I've never, never been convinced that he finished that book because <laughs> I remember going to Denny's once with him, as always was the case. And we're sitting there, and it's been like a good couple of days. And On the Road is not a long book for somebody who's not working or anything. You know, you can <laughs> yeah. fly through that piece in a, just a few short days. And <clears throat> I remember, like, he's referencing something he's like, oh, this is so badass. So he's traveling across the country, referencing Kerouac and everything. I was traveling across the country, not really giving a shit, just staying on all these places. And I'm getting kind of nervous. And then he says, like, but what's the why? He keeps talking about a why. And I could just, you know, feel my palm smacking my forehead. I'm like, the YMCA? You know, (laughs) that's what he's referencing. He thought it was like some kind of hotel or something. It's like, is that a hotel? Is that some sort of like drive-in or motel inn or something? Like, no, it's it's the YMCA. You can stay there. There's a Village People song about it. And that point on i'm convinced and i think i even confronted him about it i was like you've never even finished that book did you this was like months later when he's still referencing kerouac and he's like nah, nah <laughs> i'm almost certain that happened but can't prove it good lord i don't think that fucking book <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this kid lived with us for like four months or whatever and uh like the fighting like the fighting between him and jenny mack and like colby who was, like, a pretty decent dude, other than the fact that he was a complete douchebag and, like, backed up Chase on everything. Uh, like, you know, the, the fighting all came to a head, and, uh, like, I got a new job, and, uh, like, Jono got, like, a sweeter job than uh, being the DJ for the day shift at the strip club. <laughs> and, and so we were like, all right, it's time for us to move out. We gotta uh, go. Yeah, I think at first it was, like, me and Jono, we were like, we gotta go, and then we realized we needed a third person because we weren't as rich as we thought. So we, we invited Colby. And uh, so we were, like, moving out and packing up and everything, and uh, it was going to be the three of us. And, uh, like, Chase was like, well, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do because Jenny Mac hates me and, and all this. And we are like, well, why don't you just help us move, buddy? And uh, so we, we moved all in one day, which is something I never do. Usually when I move, it 
is over the course of several months because I'm very lazy and I don't know anybody with a truck ever in my entire life. <laughs> but we moved all our crap in one day. Um, and, you know, Chase helped and he was like all excited because, you know, he, he was like, yeah, we're going. This is going to be like a new beginning and Jenny Mac's not going to yell at me and it's going to be all bros and it's going to be great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get there and it's like, you know, we've been moving all day. It's like one in the morning. It's dark. And, uh, you know, we're done moving. Everything's in. We start we start cracking open some cold ones. And uh, Chase is like, oh, cool. So what do you guys want to do? You guys want to play some SmackDown? And uh, Jono just looked at him. He says, get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> and, like, Colby looks at us with, like, disbelief. He's like, what? Uh, like, he looks like, uh, you know, like, he's, he's like a... Greek tragedy, and he's just been betrayed. <laughs> like he's got a knife sticking out of his heart. He's like, "How you tricked me!" <laughs> uh, so we're like, "Yeah, you gotta go, Chase. You gotta, you gotta get up out of here." Colby's like, "Oh no, you know." So after about ten minutes, we, we convince Colby that he's gotta go drop Chase off somewhere. And uh, you know, at this point, he's out of the house at Jenny Max, like physically. So, and he probably doesn't have a key, so nobody has to let him. Lock in the door. <laughs> yeah, we're not letting him in. I don't know what happened to him, but that's one of the, that's one of the last times I saw him, and it was. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've really seen him. I, I mean, he lived. Okay, here's the other thing. He moved in at this other guy's house that we both went to high school with, that I had, um, I had lost contact with for many years, and I, after Chase was there. I actually ended up moving in for a little while, and then I started realizing that Chase left almost all his stuff there, like tons of stuff. So I started, like, you know, remember I said I had to pay all the rent and utilities for Chase. Well, I kept bringing up to him, you owe me this much money. You owe me, you know, several hundred dollars. So when I saw all this stuff of his, I decided he doesn't need this. He left this here, and he owes me money. So I just straight took his, I took his stuff and I sold it. <laughs> he you he do. deserved that, dude. Well, that's what we had to do with Colby too, because Colby he stopped paying rent. He lost his job or whatever, and he stopped paying rent. And also, he stole John's computer. Oh like, yeah. Like he pulled out your motherboard and replaced it with like some shitty bullshit that he had just laying around. Like yeah, he, yeah. Well, <laughs> I did not know that. Yes. So we kicked him out, and then we sold his guitar. To like somebody at the night owl or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was real mad about it, but them's the breaks. I know. I almost forgot about the computer thing because that was so insane. Because it's just like one day, just my computer just didn't work anymore. <laughs> I spent all this money. I'd like gone to like this computer convention and like spent all this money and had this like super awesome computer. You know, it was like I found that like server from like Reynolds and Reynolds, so it already had hard drives in it. I was like, oh, this is great. I didn't spend any money on this fabulous computer. And then one day I just got back to the house and just my shit just didn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Kobe being, like, the only person that I knew was, like, you know, like, tech-savvy enough. And I was like, hey. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just went rifling through your shit and I took it. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? <laughs> Give me my shit back. He's like, after I buy this other part. And then we kicked him out, so he never fucking, he never got that shit. <laughs> yeah, man, that shit, that shit upset me. Like, how do you just take somebody's computer just straight out? Like, Yeah, that's amazing. How people see, that's see, that's see, that was like the technicality. It was like he didn't like physically take the computer. <laughs> he just like took what he needed out of my computer. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I was still left with something. That's yeah. awesome. That's like taking the stereo out of your car and be like, oh, you didn't need this. Yeah, it's not like you're right. using anything. Let me get this carburetor out of here real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to take your carburetor. I'm gonna replace it with this old Walkman. We're we're, <laughs> we're even. We're square. Right. We're using it anyway. Oh man. Oh lordy be. Those two were. Oh, what a pair those two. Yeah. I didn't end though. Chase was pretty bad too. I wish we would have seen how bad Chase was gonna be. That was a nightmare. Yeah, now that like we're not living with Chase, it would have been fun to see what would have happened if we would have let him stay there. <laughs> <laughs> they still probably would have been in that house to this very day. Yeah, there'd be some family living in there now. They're like, do you hear that? It sounds like ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> There's just Chase in the basement. 
It's the guy in the basement with all the fucking neighborhood cats. I swear it was that window. I swear that's how we found out that those cats were peeing on his bed. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, cats could get out of there because later on I moved back into that house and my cat Snarf would always get out through there. And he would come back all bloody and disheveled. Like, all the time. It was, it was horrifying. <laughs> Hostile basement. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Takashi Miike was always hanging out in there. <laughs> Look what I did to your cat. <laughs> hey, Jono, do you remember you remember that girl that you and Chase brought back from Denny's? And, like, David, like, David, like, tried to hook up with her, and he, like, broke up with me so that he could hang out with her? <laughs> no. Remember that? This is one of my favorite stories. I was thinking about this earlier, but I didn't want to bring it up, because, but since Jenny Mac brings it up. Yeah, these guys come back. They meet some girl at Denny's. They bring her to the house. Colby and Chase bring her to the house. David, who's in this committed relationship with Jenny Mack, uh, after like 20 minutes of talking to this girl, he goes upstairs, breaks up with Jenny Mack, and then him <laughs> and this girl that they met at Denny's go into the basement and just hang out for several hours. <laughs> and he's like, afterwards, he's telling us he's going to be with this girl and everything. And then, uh, you know, Jenny Mack's upstairs crying and all this and... David's talking to this girl, and then like a couple of days pass, and we're all like, "Man, what the fuck's going on?" And uh, David like apparently hadn't talked to this girl again or something, and so he has to tell Jenny Mac that he, they can be together again because <laughs> this girl apparently sobered up and didn't want to be with David anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that was another funny part of all this is that like Jenny Mac would yell at Colby for not cleaning up and everything like this, and Colby would just be like, "Well, you can just fuck yourself." So David and Colby would fight all the time, but whenever they would fight, like it was like Stone Cold Stunners and like F5s, Tombstone <laughs> Pile Drivers. Like whenever they would get in these real fights, it was always wrestling moves. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, they learned it from the video game. Yeah. They should have just settled it through video games. Like, okay, if I kick your ass on this video game, I win the fight. Yeah. That's how it should be. Well, if that would have been the rules of the house, then me and Jana would have been the emperors of that motherfucking house, son. We're <laughs> unstoppable at these smackdowns. Yeah. So we got to change gears real quick. We do have to do a segment on this podcast that is everybody's favorite segment. It's called Frisbee Got Mail. Frisbee Got Mail. This is the segment where Frisbee, each week, he reads an email that we've gotten. You can email us by going to pool party, or by emailing poolpartyradio at gmail.com. So, Frisbee, you got any emails for us this week? Um, no. None. <laughs> Are you tired of movie podcasts where everyone is talking like an asshole about stupid shit like The Godfather and The Shawshank Redemption? Then you need to hit yourself a junk food dinner, a podcast where we value laser guns and Dean Cameron more than acting ability or feasible plots. We love any cheesy old cult stuff you got. The more rubber monster suits chasing bikini beach girls, the better. And we're not assholes. Check us out at www.junkfooddinner.com or search iTunes. Welcome back to Pool Party. Uh, real quick, we're going to do a couple of Would You Rathers. Everybody's played the Would You Rather game. You say, Would You Rather Do This? Or would You Rather Do That? You can get with this, or you can get with that. Um... These are all involving Chase in some capacity. Would you like to start us off, Mr. Frisbee? Yeah, sure. Okay. Would you rather have Chase as a roommate for six months or move into an apartment where you live with and must care for 30 cats? How many? 30. 30? 30 cats. 30. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I might choose the cats. Because they don't, they don't talk back and, you know, you don't expect rent from them. I mean, yeah, you gotta clean up after him, but you stuck with the cats know. for life, you know. They're, they're you probably more friendly. And if you don't take care of the cats, you will go to jail. If we don't take care of Chase, you know what I mean? Nobody gonna file no crazy charges on you, you know, for not feeding <laughs> this motherfucker, you know, and just him just kicking it. The cops would just give you a medal of honor. No, <laughs> Chase died on your watch. So oh. Jenny's got the, Jenny's more than willing to take care of the cats. Jono, it sounds like you're opting for. Hitting a uh, a small a, patch of like maybe a month, and then just basically saying like this guy is squatting in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, I'm real on the fence about that one. Yeah, I'd probably give him like a good like three and a half weeks or something like that. 
until he started claiming squatters' rights and asking my friends for rides. <laughs> <laughs> How many of these cats are uh, Persian guys? <laughs> Persian cats? Yeah, because if we have a strong Persian uh, percentage, then I'm going with the cats. Yeah. I oh. don't know. I would I would guess it's like maybe five percent of the cats. Well, five percent of thirty. Like yeah, yeah. It would. It's it's not a lot. I mean, these are just strays, really. Well, there's like one and, or two in there. Yeah. And yeah, I'll go with the cats then. Even if there's one person <laughs> guy, that makes it a chase. <laughs> yeah. Totally makes sense. Oh. All right, I've got one. We got. Uh, would you rather have President Chase? Uh, President of the United States of America, President Chase, or President George W. Bush, but he's addicted to meth, and he he's hanging out with you all the time. He's like trying to get you to like suck his dick for some social security and stuff like that. <laughs> who, do you, who do you think would be a better leader? I don't think either of them would. I mean, didn't we already have the George Bush thing? I mean, like he pretty much was yeah. that the whole time. I mean, I didn't <laughs> hang out with him personally, but you know, other than that part. You know, he pretty much was, I'm pretty sure he was on drugs. Yeah. And at least, if not meth, there was a lot of coke involved. That's why he's the uh, president. <laughs> See, if Chase, if Chase was president, then it would be, like, kind of like an anarchy situation. So I might even go with that because, like, he really wouldn't be leading anyone. And, like, nobody would have to follow like, serious rules. I mean, there's still, like, the government, you know, to worry about. Because the, the president doesn't really do as much as people think. Right. You know, yeah, like, it would just basically let the government do things. Yeah, it would yeah. basically just be like a uh, any any basic cable station would be interrupted for you know, a declaration to a, a statement to the US people and it would be that shot of the podium at the end of the hallway in the White House with the red carpet leading up to it and the microphones there and it would just be a blank it would just be that image for about 30 minutes. It would be minutes. like a cardboard cutout of Jack Kerouac. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> that's that's what he would have there. He just wouldn't show up, though. Right. But that's why, that's why it would be like a cardboard cutout of right. Kerouac. If we had President Chase, though, uh, the Chinese would be like, hey, President of America, Chase, why don't you give us our money? And he'd be like, oh, I don't know. we got to get jobs and stuff. In that respect, <laughs> it, would be like, it would be like how it is now. So uh, maybe he would right. be an effective president. Right. See, that's what I was saying. I was going to say the exact same thing. You know, you took that out of my mouth. One. And then two, you know, I mean, like, well, man, if we dislike him as much as we do, to make that person, you know, like the focal point of a country, I don't even think he'd make it through 100 days in office. Like you were saying, it'd be like the combination of the two. It'd just be like, you know, after 100 days, it would just, like, you know, just, like, completely just, like, uproot the entire system. Like, we've been living underneath the lie. And, like, we were just, like... <laughs> yeah. I, no, it wouldn't be that dramatic. It would, I think it, like, but it who's would his be... vice president, though? Because the vice president's the one who has to step up after he's gone. So who's his vice president? Yeah. It'd either be Chaz or Colby, yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Chaz? Oh, my God. I would kill them both within the first 100 days. Yeah. <laughs> Chaz would put the FBI in charge of stealing everybody's DVDs when they're not at home. <laughs> and, like, selling them for crack. Yeah. And the goddamn out-of-print Surf Punk's Locals Only album. God damn it. It's hard to find. I just remember that dude just, like, just drinking Steel Reserve at, like, <laughs> 9, 10 in the morning. And then just, like, blaring CKY. Just, like... <laughs> For no good reason at all, just like this cranking up this music. This no you know, reason. for some reason, I, like a few years ago, I decided to hang out with this guy. Like when I had my own apartment after I moved out of the house with you guys and everybody, um, he came over and had one of his friends bring over. Well, his friend went on a beer run and never came back, so he got stuck there. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I guess you're going to have to crash here. And I was like, you can sleep in my bed as long as you don't try to touch me. And he kept trying to touch me. I was like, get the fuck out of my bed now. I made him go sleep on the couch. And then first thing in the morning, I found the quickest way to get him out of my house. I, I was like, I don't know what made me hang out with him. I guess he just kept bothering me like, come on, Jenny Mac, we're friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how he does. Facebook. But yeah, he, like, he just kept trying to cuddle. Oh, I remember one night also, like, I was hanging out with him again. I don't know why I kept hanging out with him. And 
like, I was uh, I was crashing at Derek Gullett's place, and I lived in the Dayton Towers, and he uh, he came back over there with me, and he kept trying to do stuff then, too. Like, he was, like, super wasted, and Derek ended up having me sleep in his bedroom with him because he didn't want Chaz to do anything to me. He, like, <laughs> locked the door and was like, stay away from Jenny. And then he tried to touch you. <laughs> it, was like a, it was like an episode of Three's Company. <laughs> is this the three companies that takes place in Dogville? Because that's exactly what it sounds like. Touche. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what's your next uh, would you rather, Mr. Frisbee? Okay. Would you rather sit down to a cup of coffee with Chase or be sucker punched by Floyd Merriweather for a KO after touching gloves to lose your title as the World Boxing Council <laughs> weatherweight champion. <laughs> I know it's very specific, but I just watched that match over the weekend, and <laughs> I just want to know which one you'd rather do. <laughs> I don't really want to get punched in the face, but I mean, hanging out with Chase is almost like getting punched in the face. So Yeah, keep in mind that you've already been the welterweight champion for a good couple of months. Like Ortiz. <laughs> well, I would actually have a cup of coffee with Chase because uh, at the at the beginning of the fight, the referee says uh, protect yourself at all times. So if you fail to do that, you deserve to lose your belt. So I would go with Chase rather than make that awful mistake and not protecting myself at all times. Right. All right. Yeah, I think I think I can like suffer through a cup of coffee with Chase rather than having all that horrible shit happen. I was going to say, it gives you the opportunity to throw your hot coffee in that motherfucker's face. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then you can yell at him, you got to remember to protect yourself at all times, man. Until he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say he loves Denny's. You know, he loves dirty, he loves dirty, greasy spoons. So, if anything, you're out a dollar and 60 cents. Right. Oh well, wait. You're gonna have to pay for his coffee too. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. You're out three twenty. Three twenty plus tip is at least another dollar. I'm gonna need As opposed to you know, like months and months of training to get to that place, you know, only to be knocked out by Floyd Mayweather in such a short amount of time. I'd go. I'd go with a cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. So here's uh, our next. Would you rather? This will be the last one since uh, we'll be going on and on and on about this guy forever. But uh, <laughs> would you rather? not watch any porn at all for the rest of your lives, or every time you watched porn, the guy in the scene was Chase. (laughs) I could really go for the former. That's completely easy. (laughs) I like John's reaction. That was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was a mind-distorting reaction, yeah. No, that's not fair, man. They always have the shots, you know, they'll pull back a little bit. And you're like, oh, man, they're going to get this guy his fucking two seconds on film, and it's always going to be him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst two seconds of any scene is, like, looking at the dude right before he jizzles, and that's always going to be Chase. So it's always it's going to be a million times worse than seeing yeah. Randy Spears or Evan yeah. Stone or whoever. Or Alex. Well, that and uh, I, I don't know if you guys have heard the joke, like um, – well, I know uh, – what's that guy? Ron White, he always tells the joke about, like – his friend that was homophobic and and his friend liked porn so he like gave him shit about it he was like we like porn right and he's like yeah he's like well would you rather see a dude with you know like a small like flaccid penis or do you want to see a dude with a big rock hard you know cock and the dude was like well you know i like big rock hard uh i did not know that about myself (laughs) and so you know with, with that thing and chase is he just—he's a small guy in general, but he is also not well endowed. And I never had sex with him, but I can tell you that I know that. So, if that's the guy that's going to be in every porn that we have to watch ever, then porn is not going to be good anyway, because the girls are going to be like way faking it. Not that they don't anyway, but you know, it's—it's going to be way worse. Well, that's going to be the title of this episode. It's going to be called Chase, comma, not well endowed. <laughs> I thought we were going to call them making it way worse. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, those are the would you rather's. 
And uh, yeah, so that, that brings us to the end of the show. It's a very sad time. It's, go to poolpartyradio.com. We've got all the episodes up there, all types of episodes. Uh, we got you know links to uh, our iTunes. Leave us a comment or review on iTunes. That would be uh, pretty goddamn spectacular. We need more. Check out redbandradio.com. Uh, redbandnetwork.com. Redbandnetwork.com. Okay. Yeah, you can get episodes of us there if you want. You can also get episodes of Pot Awful because that show is pretty funny. And Jesse P.S. is a solid dude. He also uh, drew our new logo, which is spectacular and marvelous. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Also, check out Junk Food Dinner, junkfooddinner.com, because we're doing our October Halloween horror movie stuff, and it's going to be exciting. So if you're into horror movies, and who isn't? Jason Frisbee is. That's right. <laughs> yeah, check that shit out. And, um, yeah, follow Jason Frisbee, at Jason Frisbee on Twitter. He needs more followers. He's desperate for followers. Follow Parker Bowman. Parker, Parker Arizona. And, uh, yeah, and also, uh, why don't you throw out your website, Chano? Your daytime televisions. Yeah, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at uh, Jonamalo, J-O-N-O-M-I-L-O, sorry. And I started a new website, actually. So, um, DiorNights.com. And you can follow all the stuff from DiorNights, too. I'm going to check that out right now. I'm typing it in. I I don't have a Twitter. (laughs) Man, pretty guy to get a Twitter. How do you not have a Twitter? How is that even possible? What? I you haven't had a Twitter ever. Dude, it took me until like a few months ago to get a Facebook. So That's true. Whoa. Good lord. And Justin made my Facebook for me. Ooh. He like made me have it because he was sick of it saying like, you know, the in a relationship, but I didn't say it with who. So wow. he made me have a Facebook so that he could say that he was in a relationship with me. Dude, that's how it starts, man. That's how it starts. Mm. We've been together for three years. No, I mean, sure. that's how the Facebooking starts, not how your relationship starts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh okay. Well, you know, like, that's how all the trouble starts with the, you know, you're in a relationship with somebody and you're on yeah. the internet. Like, I don't know. Yeah, now you, now you relationship. Start, yeah, you get a cell phone and I don't. You need to, you definitely need to start a Twitter. How do I not? I, I don't have a phone. I have a Twitter. How is that? How do I <laughs> Yeah, doesn't that confuse you? I mean, I'm trying because to Because the public thing. library, public library offers the internet, so you can go there so and get far. it for free. I'm still confused <laughs> about using Twitter because I don't have a phone yet that actually allows me to update whenever something interesting happens in front of me. So I have to just keep a log of things that I want to post on it when I'm actually at a physical computer. Like, how do you end up doing this? Man, well, you can go to Twitter. And you can just connect it to your phone. You send them a text message, and it'll update for you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna you save it as a contact. It's like the number is like four 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 or something like that, and it'll send it all to. It. I'm gonna walk you through this because I need you to tweet. I need you to just be on the cusp of this technology business. I don't understand. Like, this. I don't even have a phone player. I tweet every day. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back next week with an all new episode, and uh, it's going to be real as fuck. So uh, see you then.
Guess who I'm hanging out with? Who are you hanging out with? Guess who I'm hanging out with? Gizmo. Uh, I thought you were about to say Chase. I was going to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so 